Hi guys, Leander, Jim, and Kent. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on CBIA's BizCast. Um, so I know this is the first time in the firm's history that you guys are evaluating kind of this three-person leadership model. Um, so I wanted to start kind of just by asking about the departure of Alan Lieberman at the end of 2020 and what led to the shift in, in the expansion of your leadership model. So um, Jim, if you wanna take that away. Sure, um, I'll start and kick it off and just say that the three of us were very um, surprised, I think, and, and saddened to see Alan going. He spent his career at Shipman and Goodwin it did so much for the firm that we were all disappointed to see him leave. Um, when, when he made the announcement that he was leaving, though, I think that the three of us were probably surprised and encouraged that there was consensus among the partners that they wanted the firm to head in a somewhat different direction. And that different direction was marked by collaboration. Um, I think the recognition that it's really important uh, to come together uh, as a firm with offices in different cities uh, to come together as one firm and to make sure you have touchstones in each of those different offices uh, that can build a, a better bridge, a stronger bridge between the offices. Um, none of us was charged. We'd only have responsibility for our respective offices. And that said a lot too. We're all looked at uh, the, the trio, if you will, uh, to basically have responsibilities for, for all the offices of the firm. And the other thing which was important uh, to the partnership was to have diversity in, in every different way, geographic diversity, a diversity of ideas, uh, an infusion of ideas, and even diversity in the practice groups from which the three of us come. So from my perspective, that's what sort of led to the consensus around what I think was somewhat of a, a somewhat unique um, arrangement, but an exciting opportunity for us to lead this firm forward in a, in a little different direction than it had been led uh, under Alan's leadership. Yeah, of course, thank you so much. I kind of like how you touched on the fact that you guys not only talk about geographical diversity, but also the different kind of tasks that you all handle. Um, so Leander, if you want to touch on a little bit kind of what your um, roles and responsibilities for you guys were prior to taking this position in the leadership. Sure, so all three of us, Kent and Jim and I, were members of the management committee for a number of years uh, prior to us taking uh, this role as the three co-managing partners. And uh, Jim, I believe, uh, has been for at least a decade the chair of our insurance and reinsurance practice, as well as the lead in our DC office and our thriving practice there. Similarly, Kent has been the, the chair of our real estate um, group and has been leading that from our Fairfield County um, you know, headquarters for, for a number of years as well. And each of us on the management committee have participated in the strategic direction of the firm and all the leadership decisions. We've worked with Alan for his entire tenure as our um, managing partner. My role on the management committee uh, was the member responsible personnel and that was across the firm. I also was the former co-chair of our diversity, equity and inclusion committee. So as you can tell, all three of us were not new to the leadership of the firm. Uh, we've all been engaged for a long time in uh, the direction of the firm. So maybe it wasn't as much of a surprise uh, that our partners would select the three of us to lead. 
Ken, um, I just want to talk about, you know, kind of going into the expansion of the model and everything. Um, you were quoted in the Hartford Business Journal as saying, managing a law firm is more complex than ever. With changing technologies, navigating COVID-19's lasting impact, and focusing on constantly evolving and developing practice areas. But it is also a very exciting time to be a part of the leadership. Do you want to talk and expand a little bit upon that statement? What has been the impact of COVID on how you guys look at your roles and responsibilities? Yeah, well, this was this has been a tremendous challenge. They first we got picked as the managing partners, and then they took away the net, and we <laughs> had to try to figure out what to do. But it, in in some respects, it was a blessing because the three of us are trying to. We talked about what we wanted. We talked about what our strategy is for this firm, and we talked about what we thought the the future should look like. So because of the pandemic everything has changed. We've had to look at uh, the effect of work from home. We've had to look at the importance of technology. We've had to look at the, uh, the, the ways that, that lawyers connect with one another. We have to look at how we can best train people. Uh, and, we, and we have to, and we have to uh, look at how best to uh, connect with our clients. So on told, everything that you're dealing with in a pandemic is, is, is pointing us to the future. Um, and, and helping us make decisions that make us a better firm. So even though it was scary as heck, uh, you know, this was, uh, this was a very good training ground for the three of us in trying to move this firm probably 10 years in, in, in the last one. So obviously, you know, kind of the theme here is change. So I want to talk a little bit about how your employees kind of reacted and responded to the change. And do you guys think you've met with positive feedback from them or has it been slow to adapt? If you want to talk to me a little bit about that, maybe um, Jim, if you have anything to say about that. Yeah, I think I think that, you know, one of the things that's interesting, right, is that because we haven't been all back to the office uh, since we assumed leadership, I think that's the one area where maybe we, I don't have as, as my finger on the pulse in terms of the other offices, I will say from, from DC, I think they've embraced um, the change in leadership. They've embraced the direction. They've embraced uh, the, the uniting of the firm, which has been really, really important. So, and that's not only attorneys, that's the staff and non-attorneys here. Uh, the firm's a pretty neat place in that it's not very hierarchical at all. Uh, and that comes across with the three of us. Uh, we'll talk to anyone at any time. So it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but I think that also has come through to the firm as a whole. I mean, we are truly open door leaders um, and, and, you know, a, a agree on, on that platform. And that's really important to, I think, any organization's success in 2021 moving forward. Yeah, I'd add to that that our, our employees have really embraced the, the three-person leadership team. Uh, we really live by the, you know, everyone's got to be in the arena. Uh, so it's an all hands on deck and uh, people are excited about the level of engagement. They're excited about the model, you know, of Jim and Kent and I, you know, we show up together, we tag team for each other. Uh, we are talking to our partners together and our employees together. We've had a number of town halls 
uh, throughout the pandemic. That has been another touch point for us. And I, I think generally, considering that we're in a pandemic where everyone is mostly working from home remotely, um, having these connection points with each other and with our employees has really strengthened us. Uh, we are looking forward to getting back together so I can go visit Jim and the team in DC and Kent in Stanford. Uh, but nevertheless, I think we spend a fair amount of time together on video. Uh, so we see each other probably more now than we did in the prior years. Wouldn't you agree? I do agree. One thing I would add, Leanna, to that, and then I'll kick it off to Ken if he has heard. What may be a surprise to some is we really like each other, <laughs> which I think has made it that much easier. Is is and, and that comes across to the firm as a whole. And that's another important part of the selection, I think, that they made. Right. It would have been a much it would be a very difficult job if we didn't have each other. We trust each other's judgment. We're learning every single day. As we say uh, you know, to, to one another, we're, we're managing people and we're managing a business. And you know, during a pandemic, everybody is sort of stuck in the echo chamber of their heads. They're, they're people that are, are, are always concerned and uh, communication is the most important thing. And having three people that are reaching out and that they can see us working together and that we have a shared goal for where we want to go, you know, really has helped the experience. We would be lonely, lonely like crazy if we didn't have each other, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I like how you guys kind of talk about the implementation of these town halls with your staff. I kind of think those have been, you know, key elements for a lot of businesses and how they've survived through the pandemic. Um, so if we just want to expand a little bit, kind of you know, some of the employees, I know beyond your three person team, you have some key staff um, at the firm that kind of help guide some of these transitions. So if you want to, um, and maybe I can direct this to Kent, if you want to talk about some of those chief um, people in charge that can help you guys through this transition. Yeah, we'll give you an example today. Uh, uh, Joe, who's our, the head of our technology, who, uh, who we just had speak to the partnership as a whole, um, he has been instrumental in moving us within a matter of two weeks from uh, being a, 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 a brick and mortar firm to being one that's virtual. Uh, and it hasn't always been easy, but he has been involved with us uh, strategically and how we wanna move the firm forward. And further to the point that we, we talked about earlier, that we believe that we are now setting the priorities that will able, enable us to move into, you know, into the next five years and 10 years um, and, and both attract talent from across the country because we can work virtually very efficiently and also that we can provide our, our workforce an opportunity to have more flexibility about where they do things. And, uh, and, and through technology, we will be able to reduce our real estate costs and, 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 and use that to provide better services to our, to our clients because we'll be right there next door to them. So uh, maybe you want to speak to Joe, Leander, and, and to Tom? No, I think that's exactly right, you know, Kent, that Joe, who's our chief information officer, and Tom Purcell, who's our CFO, and Maria Drag, who leads our human resources function, you know, they have been instrumental. You know, they are running our day-to-day, -day and they are making sure that our employees know what's happening, that they are well supported with respect to technology, um, that we are able to be responsive to clients. You know, you really can't run the business without the key people in those places. And we meet regularly with each of them. Uh, we, you know, we talk about what the priorities are. 
you know, on a regular basis. Um, we have them talk not just to the three of us, but to the partnership and to the employees at large. You know, to Ken's point, having um, open lines of communication provides stability to our employees in a time where things are not as, as uh, stable. And so we found that having that line and that open door policy that Jim talked about has been really helpful. And we couldn't do it without, without our, our leaders. So you guys have spoken a lot to the fact that you're kind of now switching into shifting your priorities for the next five to 10 years. Um, what do you see as some obstacles or challenges that you've faced in your role so far and how do you kind of overcome them? And I can kick that over to Kent to just talk a little bit about. Well, again, this is a very hands-on business. We are a client service business um, and the obstacles are, are reaching our people and connecting our people. We will, our people are happier, our, we make more profit, we, we, we run more efficiently. If everybody is, is, is comfortable and feels confident in, in where leadership wants to take them and that they're working together. But you, know, you, you are working with people and, uh, and people, you have to earn their trust. And in order to earn their trust, you have to do it every single day and make sure that people uh, understand that we're consistent in our approach and we and, and we believe in each other and we believe in what we're doing. So we you know, this is this has not been a cakewalk. We've had some we've had some very difficult times trying to lead people both in the first year of our leadership and working with sort of an unprecedented uh, set of circumstances. But uh, and, and, you know, we have grown together as a leadership team because of our common goals and because of our, 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 our unified desire to, 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 to see where we can, where we can move this firm, but it, you know, yeah. it takes some work. It's an everyday thing. I think it's probably the, the best way to think about our challenges, um, are talent and technology, right? And that goes to what Kent was talking about, you know, employee engagement, employee safety, um, employee productivity uh, in, a, in a remote world, uh, our ability to meet our client demands in a virtual setting, our ability to talk to each other and, and connect. Um, you know, so those are the things that have been, I think, our biggest challenges in the last few months. And I think we've already shared some of how we are overcoming that and how we're facing that. We face it together. We face it with touch points. We face it with person-to-person -person communication. Um, you know, Jim usually flies all around the country and he has not been able to do that in his practice. So he has had to shift his um, practice to something that's more virtual, arguing online. And a lot of our lawyers are, are living that those challenges. So for us, you know, our way of meeting those is to kind of understand that the, the landscape has changed, um, understand what our focus and our priorities are, which is employees and technology. Uh, and then of course, driven by client needs and services. Jim, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but no, I, I think, think the only thing I would add is one thing yeah. we do is we, we, we address issues head on. And that's another, I think, thing that's really important to making this successful. And maybe that's, uh, you know, we've all been, you know, some of us have been at prior places where maybe you felt that issues weren't addressed head on uh, with employees of the firm. And, and, and we don't agree with that idea at all. So we, we tackle things as they're presented to us. And we agree as a, the three of us that that's the way to do it. And I think what's also important to note is that the three of us are practicing lawyers. We're not, we're not, we're not doing this with an intention of becoming professional management. And what people don't know is that Jim has been running one of the largest litigation in the country and also doing this during the first five months, just to, 
just to add the degree of difficulty of, of, of trying to make it work. But, you know, so we understand the challenges of, of, of our partners and, um, you know, because we're on the ground, hopefully we can, we can provide better, better service to our partners. Yeah, Ken, I'm going to piggyback off that a little bit. Um, you guys did mention just beyond your responsibilities on the management team, you are all focusing on your own areas of practice. And Leander, you were quoted in the Hartford Business Journal as saying, we want to make sure our leaders are practicing lawyers so they understand what is happening with our clients. We are able to be better leaders and better lawyers by not giving up our practices. So how do you balance your responsibilities with the leadership with your own practicing responsibilities? I know it's going to sound like we, we're on a, on a rewind button, but it, it's because I get to rely on Jim and Kent. Right? We share the responsibilities. If any one of us were doing this alone, it would be really impossible to also be a practicing lawyer at the level that each of us has gotten to in our careers. We're all mid-career, right? Our clients depend on us. We have long-standing relationships with our, you know, we are still um, walking away from that would be really difficult. And what I realized was that um, the former model for a lot of law firms was someone who was end stage of their practicing career would become the managing partner. Uh, and that person would leave the practice of law um, largely behind, um, maybe maintaining some client relationships, but mostly leave the practice. And what Kent and Jim and I are, are forced to do um, are to continue to serve our clients who, who continue to rely on us and keep building those relationships. And because of that, we understand what is hard for our lawyers. We understand that, you know, if video conferencing is not working for me, that's going to be a challenge for my, you know, my, my colleagues. Um, and I, I think without each other, I think it would be impossible. So kudos to Alan and all the other folks who are doing it alone. Um, and each of us also have the support of our practice groups and the other lawyers in the firm. So we have a deep bench. I get to shout out my, uh, my, my colleagues in the school law practice group, the largest in the state. And uh, thankfully we have a deep bench. So if I'm tied up in a meeting and Jim or Kent are doing something else, my other colleagues can handle a client issue and vice versa. So I think that's um, made it a lot easier than expected, but I can I can say with assurity that I could not do this job alone and also be a practicing lawyer. Not well. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking a little bit of your time. You know, today, I think we've heard a lot about kind of these themes of communication, you know, open lines, the support staff that really help you get through the finish and kind of focusing on your own areas of practice to help make you guys not only better leaders, but better lawyers as well. Um, I do want to wrap just briefly with you, Leander. Um, you are going to be a featured speaker at our When Women Lead conference. You're going to be speaking um, in a discussion about diverse, diversity and equity. So I just want to talk a little bit about how you are one of the few African-American women leading a law firm in the region. So I want to ask you why you feel it's important not only to maintain diverse leadership within your practice, but also for your clients and the community as a whole. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, our industry has struggled uh, to have a diverse leadership, and I'm proud that Shipman has really been at the forefront for a number of years. We really are one of the top law firms in the country for women lawyers, and that bears out with choosing, uh, you know, a female and African-American uh, partner who's sort of at the earlier end 
uh, of her mid-career. Uh, and I think it sends a message that we are, we understand that we need to reflect our community, that we understand that we need leadership that, that looks a little different and that brings a different perspective. Um, we are fortunate again on this you know, tripartite leadership team to have three people from different perspectives and different um, practices and different life experiences. That's how you get the best decision. If you have good diversity at the leadership level, then that's gonna lead to a more diverse answer and better results for our firm and for our industry. So I'm very proud uh, to do that. And I'm very proud to work with Kent and Jim uh, to lead this firm into the next hundred years. I love that answer, Leander. Guys, thank you so much again for joining us on the BizCast today. We appreciate your insight. Um, and hopefully, yep, we'll see another 100 years of such a successful firm. So thank you so much and have a good afternoon, okay? Thank, thank you. you for your time. Thank yep. you. Take care, Jim. Bye-bye. For the latest Connecticut business news, events, and resources, visit cbia.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on LinkedIn and Facebook. Contact us anytime at 860-244-1900. Thanks so much for listening.